I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, hello, and welcome to Food Network Obsessed. This is the podcast where we dish on all things food with your favorite chefs, food influencers, and Food Network stars. I'm your host, Jamie Sire, and today we have a returning favorite Chicago chef on the podcast to give his unfiltered thoughts on everything from the bear to his kitchen co-hosts. He is a chef, comedian, entrepreneur, podcast host, and the host of Holiday Wars. It's Jeff Morrow. Jeff, welcome back to the podcast. Hard to believe you were with us over 100 episodes ago, and you even composed a song for us. Do you remember? Oh, my God. Of course. (laughs) I mean, I have it queued up, of course, if you want. I can send it over to you guys. But yeah, I was just listening to it right right before. The song was called Food Network Obsessed. Obviously, it didn't have the impact I thought it would, and I, I was hoping it would become your theme song, but... Whatever. Whatever. It doesn't no, matter. I, no I, hard I, feelings, it, right? It's just like a 14 multi-track recording I did in my basement, <laughs> spent two days doing for you guys. But, you know, who, I'm, you know, who, I'm still no, not no. Bobby Flay. Still can't do what he does. <laughs> well, you know what? Bobby Flay's only been on the podcast one time and oh. you are now a repeat guest. So I think you've got a leg up on Bobby. What number was I now? I think you were number five. If, wow. if I if I remember correctly. Yeah. You guys were right in your right in your infancy. We and, were. you know, I was the kiss of gold, if you will. So, yeah, I mean, so thank you, want you to succeed in life. <laughs> just have me on on the early stages. Hey, I was on the pilot of Beat Bobby Flame. Oh, really? With Alex Guarnaschelli. Guess wow. what? I mean, they've done, I think, 23,000 episodes since then. <laughs> so, I mean, just more proof that, you know, Jeff Morrow, you know, ticket to greatness. Well, I mean, I'm selfless. <laughs> well, it is hard to catch up on, you know, two years. But in honor of your own podcast, we thought it would be fun to, to give it the top five treatment. So we would love Ooh. to hear your top five moments from the past two years. Holy smokes. <laughs> no pressure. Oh, my God. I would have written this down, Jamie. Little <laughs> notification. Top five. I think it was uh, last two years. I, you know, within those two years, I started. I was asked to be a I've done several seasons of Worst Cooks in America, mm-hmm. which was just an awesome opportunity that I've grown just to love immensely. And what what a fun, challenging, enthralling, <laughs> exhausting show to film that sure. I love watching myself. So that's always a good thing. We'll put that at number five. Okay. Number four over the last two years. What what I start to I started a band. So oh. we've been playing uh, the jewel bags. We got a big show, our big annual Halloween show, fun. which will be our third one. We've, you know, we've sold out places 500. We have a full horn section. Wow. We have like eight original songs I've written. Food Network Obsessed is not in <laughs> the repertoire with the band yet, but we might add it if okay. we, you know, if you'd come out and you know, support us for oh, a change, sure. Jamie, instead of All me right. just lifting up your podcast constantly. <laughs> Help me out for a change. But yeah, I love that. 
my podcast, Come On Over. We're at like 130 episodes wow. now, I think, that I host with my little sister, Emily, slash producer, slash editor, mm-hmm. slash social media manager for Moral <laughs> Provisions. We are very embedded, but, you know, we keep growing and keep getting better and keep committing, you know, these Little podcast, a lot of a lot of a lot of fizzle out, you know, because yeah, people don't it's put a lot in the of work. work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Got to put in the realize. work. <laughs> you got to figure things out, and you got to be honest and natural. And luckily, I believe both of us are good broadcasters, oh, much like yourself, Jamie. You. That was number three. <laughs> number two, I started doing what Holiday Wars, which is oh, yeah. a, a really fun show. We got one coming up, but it's so nice to be in the mountains and and judge cake. And talk about cake and then go back <laughs> to the mountains on my days off. So number one is I'm pregnant. I'm first. Oh, well, pregnant. congrats. That's official. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I wanted to give you a big exclusive, Jamie. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just, you know what? Number one is that I'm healthy mm-hmm. and my family's healthy. And despite, you know, every family struggles with health and wellness in in mm-hmm. ups and downs and stuff. Not just like my immediate family, but like, you know, I have a giant family and I still live in the neighborhood I grew up in. And the family is constantly around and we're going through this journey together that with all the ups and downs, I can still raise my son here who just started high school. What? You know, he's just six foot. He's got So, you know what? That's my number one is raising okay. my boy into, into a, a very nice, hardworking, well-adjusted young man, despite whatever this career may throw at uh, a family it's he's just he's just makes me smile and proud every day but guess what he's still a teenager <laughs> and listen i thought i was like a, he was immune because he was such a good boy his whole life i'm like he's he's never gonna get tooed never gonna have a, huh? never gonna have that teenager edge to him and man you can't stop it. You it's can't, science. You can't avoid it. Jamie, it's biology. It is. It is. I am a little slightly disappointed that co-hosting Beat Bobby Flay with Jamie Sire did not. Ooh, that was number six. Way. I had it written down. <laughs> Let me turn my notes here. Russell, some turn my notes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was fun. Kidding. We had a good time. No, we, we, we had a lot of fun. No, it was it was a good time. That was a great top five. And actually, speaking of your podcast, Tell us a little bit more about what this has evolved into, because I know it was pretty new when we first yeah. chatted a couple of years ago. What are some of your favorite topics to oh cover and chat with your sister Emily about? Well, it's called Come On Over, which mm-hmm. is the title of my book, which I've written like 90 songs called Come On Over. <laughs> One of them is the uh, Jewel Bags. You can get it on Spotify, too. We have an EP that came out with three Ooh. of my songs on there. So, I mean, I take all this stuff very seriously, but the podcast was kind of the foundation of all these other things that sprung off of it. I mean, we rarely have like guests on, Mm -hmm. but when we do, we really make the most of it. Like last, we have a giant like Halloween spooktacular Mm. episode where we have some of our Food Network friends and beyond and our listeners submit true ghost stories that we recreate in, you know, my sister and I both have this flair for the dramatic. <laughs> you so do. I'm talking like live sound effects from a soundboard, okay. accents, ambient music, creaking accents, terrible <laughs> accents again, you know, and it's, it's fun. And we had Trisha on last year, Trisha Yearwood, uh-huh, who gave us an exclusive ghost story, a true ghost story, but Ooh. backed it up with the most convincing photo of a ghost from Alcatraz. What? That she took and she was in the picture. Okay. One picture, the ghost is not there. The second picture, 100% ghost. Never what? been more convinced. And this is from legend Trisha Yearwood, who has no <laughs> ulterior motives to like convince me or mm-hmm. the public that like she has a real ghost photo. You know what I mean? She's got like the last thing she needs is like, I don't know, attention from a fake <laughs> ghost photo. So you could tell it was just so it's just been so amazing. So like moments like that, we do the same thing for like the holiday Christmas season and everything. But mostly we have like my mom and my dad on and, you know, we talk about a lot of TV and stuff because both, you know, not only do I make TV for a living, Jamie, I you can I it. watch so <laughs> much TV. And so does my sister and my parents and my mom and my sister, other sister, and my brother. So we're always, you know, talking about what we're watching this week. All right. Well, on that note, as a as an avid TV watcher and as a Chicagoan, I have to know your thoughts on the bear. Very good question. I'm glad you brought this up. Fabulous. Like mm-hmm. very, very. It's an intense show that has a tremendous amount of authentic, uh, authenticity to it that whether you've worked in the front or the back of a house or in the in a restaurant 
or cooked professionally or even been a part of a big, you know, intense family. <laughs> like there's so much to resonate that resonates with 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 us, especially it, us being Chicagoans, Italian Americans mm-hmm. and Chicagoans. Italian Americans and Chicagoans that are in the Italian beef business and Jardinera business. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like all these things. I thought this season was so much. The first season was great and they topped it. Mm-hmm. The second season, especially the the episode with cousin Richie Forks where he was at Ever, which was, you know, that's the name of Curtis Duffy's restaurant. And he was staging there. It was just like brilliant. In the first episode, lo and behold, Carmi opens his fridge. And whose Jardinera does he have in his fridge? What? That's right. Marl Provisions. Did Hot you Jardinera. know that was happening? Or? No, I did not. That's because... <laughs> I live, I preach, I live it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. authentic. Now, what 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 I what irks me a little bit about this show, okay, is that I'm not in it. Let's be honest, Jamie. <laughs> you have not a lot of Italian American Chicagoans being represented like as actors mm-hmm. in the show. It's all coastal people sure. doing their coastal things, trying to have the accent like we do. And sometimes, you know, it just doesn't land. And I think they're the best top top tier actors, top of their game. And it, it is the best representation of Chicago. Mm-hmm. But like, I wish there was, you know, I did audition for that show the first season. For the bear? Yeah. During COVID. Oh, wow. Like I had an old agent that was, that does a lot of work in Chicago. One of the best agents here. And sometimes she'd be like, hey, would you ever think about doing that? I'm like, yeah, man, I'll do a Zoom reading which from a script so i got like the script so of the hard. bear way before anybody knew what the hell it was wow and i auditioned for like a the guy selling jordans for for chuck roll he was buying carmy's jordans and he was giving carmy the meat in the first episode so i obviously didn't get the part but i feel like oh maybe i can get on the second season so i'm hoping yeah. for the third okay well you know so i can I'm represent sure, for my people i'm sure that you know all of the the big decision makers for for that show are are Certainly listening to this podcast right now. So, um, you know, it was freaking good for you, FX. <laughs> what, what would be like the perfect role for you, in your opinion? You know, you got Maddie Matheson, who does a f- tremendous job. Mm-hmm. You got Cousin Richie, the best. You had John Mulaney, mm-hmm. who is in for the Fishes, Seven Fishes episode, which is great. True Chicagoan. Mm-hmm. I went to the same high school my son's going to now, you know. <laughs> so that's like, you know, whatever. That's, that's legit. I don't know. I think, you know, whatever, man, if I would love to be, you know, I say this for the Food Network movies, the, the holiday movies. Yeah. They did. Just throw me in. Let me be the friendly deli guy, the friendly butcher. <laughs> Just like one. Two, here's your meat, Re. Here's your ribeye. Two pounds of ribeye bone in. Just like you wanted, Re. Happy holidays. See you next season. They you know, whatever, man. <sighs> I don't know what I got to do. I was in a movie, though. What what movie? Two years ago. Okay. I had to get my SAT card and everything. <laughs> it was it premiered on BET Plus. It was called North of the Ten. Okay. And I played a chef and I was like three scenes, like all improv. And I think it's very it was very funny, but I don't think anybody saw it. <laughs> so there you go. If well, if, if, I, if a food network star stars in a movie and nobody's there to watch it, does it really happen? Did it really happen? Does I don't know. Well, we're putting it out into the universe and yes. hopefully we can just, you know, manifest that for you. <sighs> because I think that would be so exciting. Well, well, also on the subject of bears, it is football season as well. And I know you are a big sports fan. What is your idea of a perfect tailgate or just like a perfect home gating spread, even if you're you're not out there in the cold uh, oh, tailgating? You know what you need? Like first and foremost is like thick pizza. You know what I mean? Like a Detroit <laughs> or a Sicilian or a bakery style pizza you make in a sheet pan at home. Mm-hmm. You know, Spend the time, make a good, well hydrated, greasy dough. And like, cause that stuff is like great and you like lay it out in squares and mm-hmm. you kind of, you eat it like chips the whole game. <laughs> and it kind of, it's really good hot and it's really, really good, like lukewarm, but like mm-hmm. even cold when like the, that fresh tomato sauce and the cheese can, like it's even like you just pop it in. Yeah. Always a non mayonnaise based dip. Because okay. people make big mayonnaise-based dips. And I just Are you feel not like, like a main mayonnaise lover? You just, you think it's overdone with dips? No, I think sometimes it does get a little, you know, you can get a change color, develop a skin. Mm. The time and mayonnaise is not a, a fine pair. <laughs> um, not good for sitting out for So I've been doing hours. a lot of like whipped cream cheese dips, which is oh, like more okay. hearty, doesn't separate as much. 
I just made one today for the internets, and it's I call it my smoked triple pepper aged cheddar dip. Okay. Using the whipped cream cheese, fresh small dice like brunoise jalapenos with mm. the ribs and the seeds removed, chipotle, the adobo from the chipotle, Yum. and then jardinera chopped in there. Okay. In the whipped cream, salt and pepper, and then a crap ton of like two-year-old aged cheddar cheese. Mm. Which is... And is this a hot dip or a cold dip? It's cold. But you could heat it up, but then again, see what happens when you Mm. heat up these dips. They're good for 12 minutes, and then things happen. (laughs) Things start, you know, there's like cordyceps growing out of it, and then there's like birds landing in. zombies, I don't know. You always got that one guy at the tailgate or the party. He's a a knuckler, and he's always in there, and you could see that hairy knuckle going in and out of the dip <laughs> with each swipe and then i sit there and then once i see that it's You're it's up. it's it's in the garbage mm. Are so you, if you like eat it cold, I mean, it's not, that's going to stop. A cold dip is not well, going to stop gonna your hairy knuckle. Well, that's not going to stop the hairy uh, fingers from going in, into the dip. But Like uh, double dip all day you want. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. It's your, you know, whatever. Unless you're like sucking on a lollipop and dipping it back into the dip. But I see that knuckle go through there. I see like the back of the hand. <laughs> the thing you've been wiping your schnoz on the whole game. Ugh, you know what I mean? Yum. Picking sounds, teeth. I can't wait. I can't mm, wait I'm to hungry. have some, some dip this some Sunday. Beef. Are you guys the ones that usually host for, for game day or you prefer to go to somebody else's house? Oh, you know what? Can I be honest with you? Can I yes, give you please. a Food Network Obsessed ex- exclusive? Yes, I please. don't want anybody. <laughs> I just want to you wanna watch be by yourself. The terrible, terrible bears and make a pizza. <laughs> And have some barbecue chips, too, mm. and some dip. Things that I love. And I don't have to entertain. I have a couple beers. I'm feeling good. You know, I don't have to clean up anything. Because I know the holidays. I mean, from Halloween <laughs> to Thanksgiving to, you know, obviously, Christmas Eve we host. This is all at my house, Jamie. I'm talking wow. like 30, 32 to 37 people. Wow. Depending on who shows up. Without telling us they're coming. <laughs> Don't get me started on Is that. Is it anything as stressful as the Seven Fishes episode of The Bear? That's why that was my least favorite episode. I, I had so season. much anxiety during too that. Too much. Episode. Like my dad couldn't watch it. My dad's like, there's too much here. There's too it much. It's crazy. It's like too real for <laughs> me in. We don't even like we used to do that growing up. Christmas Eve was no meat. The calamari, the orange roughy, the salmon, the shrimp, all that stuff. And like, I don't do any of that. We have fried shrimp and then maybe I'll do like a side of salmon that I'll put on the smoker. And then everything else is whatever I want. I do Greek. I'll do Mexican. I've done Italian. I've done Americana fried chicken and mac and cheese. I change it every year. So, so, it, I, so it's a I feast. call the shots. It's a feast, but just not of seven no. fishes. Because why? What's like? Who needs that? Like, well, first of all, I live in. Have you seen where I live? I mean, I, there's Landlock. no sea. There's a, sh- a shitty river by here like that you so, occasionally find a dead body in. Yes. There's no. Yeah. There's no like good fishing around these parts. There's no like crabbing, lobster potting, shrimping. None of that's going on around here. So. Whatever you can get fresh seafood, at, you know, with a snap of finger anywhere on the, in the world now with you know planes and pr- preservation and f- flash freezing. But for us, it's like it's so much preparation with for food that really doesn't scratch that itch. I'm like, I want what I want. I know there's religious reasons we do it and all that, and there's plenty of time to to be that without you know just like doing it just to do it. And I feel like so many families just do it. To, to do, do it, it, you know. Yeah. Have you started figuring out menus for, for the holidays this year? Or is that... Oh, you ready? Jam- yes. I'm giving you two exclusives, oh, Jamie Oh, gosh, Steyer. I feel so lucky. <laughs> I am catering Christmas Eve this year. You're catering? Like yep. you're ordering catering. catering or you're catering... I am catering from... And I lo- guess when I locked them in? Last <laughs> January. Wow. That's how fed up I was. Mother's <laughs> Day, Easter... People over for Halloween, I'm making beefs. It's like everybody, you know, and I love it. And plus all the summer parties and all mm-hmm. this stuff. Like we do have the, we are the, you know, we are the nucleus of the hosting of the sure. family, right? Of we have the family. house. We have the, I have a built a big kitchen out. But like, I love it. But it does add up, especially on holidays, mm-hmm. especially Christmas. So we are doing, we are doing Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So we did book a trip. I'm going on Christmas Day. With our best friends and our sons and everything, our best friends to Hawaii. Oh, lovely. So that's been in the plans. I've never been. I want to go. I can't wait. 
So I'm going to do that. But to host 37 people the night before. No. And cook for three days and prep and clean and all that. It's going to be too much on us. So as a compromise, there is this local comp family that does at-home caterings. They're called mm. Pig and Fire. It's all Filipino. Oh, so they amazing. do this whole, I think it's called a, a Caymanya ke, fight. That's what it's called. And it's they, the bun, they t- they're going to take our whole island, banana leaves. Wow. The, the crispy pork, the pancit, the, the rice, the fruit. It's just going to be this, it's going to be six feet of food. The, <laughs> the egg rolls, you know, they're lamp- lampura. All the, 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 the stewed, like pork, rice, noodles, fruit, fried little you know spring rolls it, that's what we're doing they come set it up and then they take it away and pack it up for everybody love that am i stupid no. i don't care i don't no, have I think that you're ego smart. i don't need I think- to be like i cook everything from scratch like <laughs> dude not i live it you know i know some people put up stuff on the internet like it's real like it's a lot of work it is a lot, it's of, a work. lot of work when you do it man my family is demanding and guess what jamie they don't leave nobody leaves the house <laughs> Nobody leaves. Nobody's like, okay, we're tired after the coffee gets brewed. You know, it's like nightcaps, gambling. But you know what? This is genius for on a number of levels because not only, you know, do you have somebody else doing the cooking and the the cleanup, but you also have an excuse to kick everybody out because you guys got a flight to catch the next day. Oh, I see. <laughs> no matter what everybody says about you, Jamie, you're very insightful. No, that's, I mean, listen, it's not out of laziness or whatever. It's just out of it's preservation. Yeah. It does. And, you know, my wife does a lot. Like, we don't, it's not like I'm sitting down and eating either. <laughs> you're still hosting. Jamie, I'm an international star of stage film and television. <laughs> I'm super popular and famous. And I still am like getting. Aunt Margaret decaf coffee, like <laughs> at the oddest times. So like when everybody's eating dinner, she's like, I want decaf. Uh-huh. And like, so you're doing that. Like you can't sit down. Like I never make myself a plate in six. I'm not enjoying it. You got to run. You're running. You're, you're busing, running. you know? You're, yeah. You're hosting, you're entertaining. And it's, it's, it's a lot of work. So I think, oh I think, you know, cutting out some of that and preserving yourself for the, for the family vacation is definitely the move. When we return, Jeff reveals why filming worse cooks is like doing an Iron Man and how he gets into the holiday spirit. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST.
I would like to talk about your your other family, your your the kitchen family, oh. because you guys are still going strong. How do you manage to keep it fresh after 35 seasons? Yeah, I know. Right. Oh, that's like so many episodes, too. <laughs> I don't know, because it's the frequency of when we shoot them. Mm. You know, we're always excited to reconvene and, and get together. We're genuinely close and we're friends mm-hmm. in real life. And we text frequently in like all groups. I've got, I got a text with Sonny going, I got a text with just Jeffrey. I got a text chain with Katie. I got a text with everybody. I have a text with just like Katie and Jeezy. I got a text with Sonny and Kate. You know what I mean? Like, it's like we're, it's, it's a real friendship. It's grounded in, you know, these, these 10 years Mm -hmm. it's developed. I think we're so protective of it too. And that helps. We're so we're so we so want to do this show forever. Mm-hmm. And we we have so many genuine laughs throughout a run that we don't ever want to stop having those good times. So we care so much about the show. And I think that's not like us like laying it on thick each episode. It's just like a genuine connection to the content and the food and the passion. And listen, man, I do, you know, I do all these other shows, like I said, Worst Cooks is like Iron Man. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is like s- sprint, bike, swim. It is. You're yelling from the perch. You're trying to teach these people and especially the celebrities. And they're some most of them just don't listen. And you tr- <laughs> tell them again. And like it's and then you do a three hour demo and then you yell at them again for another hour. And then you prep your like the whole day is exhausting. Mm-hmm. It really is. And very rewarding. OK, I love it. But you do the kitchen and it is like once you got your recipes down and you hand everything in, you test it out and you got you're like you go there and you cook and then you eat. And I sit back and I I make jokes and I throw out zingers when appropriate. (laughs) Half of them get cut and then I keep trying, throw more zingers out there. And it's like playing, you know, for me, I love the kitchen more than any other than like. The fact that people, it resonates with people mm-hmm. everywhere I go. We're like, we love it. It's our favorite. Me and my boy, you know, me and my husband, we watch it every morning with our coffee every Saturday. It's our ritual. Like that is like the greatest thing next to we make all your recipes. We love, Aww. we love, oh my God, Alex's roasted chicken. Oh my God. When you made that orzo. Oh my God. Like, that's like awesome. It's like this whole 360 kind of resonation like that. You can kind of, you know, it's uplifting, right? It makes you want to do the show forever and do it. But like for us, it's. Just those moments where we're not even working, you know, we're just yeah. we're playing in the kitchen and someone who got kind of lambasted and in trouble and scolded his whole life for being a class clown. <laughs> like you? I'm legitimately getting paid for it now. <laughs> no, I mean, people love it. I I always know I've only been on like two episodes, but I I can tell if it's like a if there's a rerun airing on a Saturday because I will get a bunch of new followers and I'll get messages like you were just on the kitchen. I'm like, that has to be four years old. <laughs> Holy cow. Just the reruns. Just are the reruns. The Isn't that wild? Oh, no, people love you guys. I mean, to tell us kind of what what role every every like character, I guess, kind of brings to the table. Like what what are all of your guys's, you know, I guess, characters on yeah, the show? Good question. You know, Jeezy's G- G- like the elder statesman of the group, you know, <laughs> the most experienced, the most, you know, from, you know, from the surface, right? From a distance, a, you know, the most buttoned up serious, mm-hmm. but who's always up for a laugh and is very able to laugh at himself, you know, <laughs> and not take himself too seriously. Katie's like the sister, you know, you want to protect in that you love. You know, this makes like the most accessible, wholesome, honest food mm-hmm. who's evolved herself since becoming a mother. And it's like, again, like we've do 10 years. You've a grown lot up happens together. in people's yeah. lives together. I mean, that is a a third of the years I've been on this planet, Jamie. <laughs> I believe so. If I'm doing the quick math right, that makes me 30. No, but <laughs> you know, she's like that little sister you just love in that you would do anything for and mm-hmm. who would do anything for you. You know, Sonny is. The, the 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 older sister. I don't want to say that. Sonny's like the <laughs> sister to me since I have two sisters and an older brother. I could say it. she's like the sister that I just want to make laugh. Like I want. I'm the one whispering under our breaths to each other. 
inside joking, like trying to get a rise out of her when other people are demoing or trying to do their thing. I'm completely being distracted by wanting to distract her, you know? And she is just like the, first of all, like a veteran and a daughter of a veteran, like she's been everywhere. Yeah. So she's so worldly. Her knowledge is just so vast. And listen, Sunny's like just the best at talking. Like she's such a good performer Mm -hmm. a great great broadcaster if not like the best at talking on camera in the whole food network family like nobody delivers it like her does until i'm trying to mess her up (laughs) by being silly and then you know me i'm the you know the goofy goofy younger brother class clown guy but you know i I, we all know our role and we're never nobody's trying to step on anybody's toes either you know yeah no we know we stay in our lane (laughs) no it's 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 fun to watch for sure you can tell that there is mutual you know appreciation and respect between all of you guys Mm -hmm. you mentioned worst cooks as kind of the antithesis to the atmosphere i guess on the kitchen what do you like about doing worst cooks though besides you know aside from the fact that it is kind of a marathon and an iron man as you mentioned Mm -hmm. uh i love watching the progression of these you know, contestants, these recruits, if you will, they get better. They all do. And if they don't, the number ever since I started Worst Cooks, the number one question I have are from the skeptics. We're like, wow, really? How hard is it to be a worst cook? I mean, come on. And listen, man, you got that first episode when they're making their signature dish. Yeah, man, like they're they've got no baseline skill. They're laying it on thick. The dishes are like I have judged, I don't know, a thousand shows. I don't know. I've had a thousand plates of food on Food Network where I had to judge. Mm-hmm. That is the it's it's that first cook from worst cooks, it's whether it's celebrities worst. or civilians. It is so god awful. Like we don't like even, what's the worst thing you've ever tasted oh, on the like show? That. There was oh, it was uh, last season. There was a chocolate pasta that Oof. this young man made, and it was like chocolate gnocchi, and it was like had so much like baking soda that it was like. Metallic. Metallic, but also <laughs> frothy. Oh, okay. You know, and it was like boiled. So you put it in your mouth and it was like chocolate froth, but Ew. like eggy, <laughs> sulfurous. It was this, it was so bad. And it was like a chicken on it too. Like, <laughs> of course. Undercooked chicken to boot. You know, uh, you're like, course. oh my God. I'm a, but like my constitution has become a rock solid since uh, worst cooks. But then the fact that I tell these people that inquire about, okay, how hard is it? I go, but you got to remember. After that, after that first baseline challenge, if you will, that signature dish, Mm -hmm. they don't want to go home. They want to win money and they want to improve. And the only way they can win money and stay in the competition is by improving and listening to us, the chefs Mm -hmm. and learning and really making notes and trying hard, not just trying to be a bad cook. It's not like we're awarding the work. You know, it's not like we're. We're crowning the worst cook at the end of it. We're crowning the best of the bunch that's, <laughs> the best, that's evolved. The best worst. <laughs> the best of the worst. How how much, I guess, development or improvement does actually happen during the course of those? Oh, dude, it's like, like 90% growth, you know? I mean, really, from that first to the the final, you know, restaurant quality meal, it's, it's, it's astounding. It really is. It's like really, it makes us proud you know and i i won last season so there you go (laughs) no big deal no big deal deal. and now a new season of holiday wars where you are hosting alongside Artie sequera and shinman lee both who have been on the podcast as well this is a show where holiday teams create festive displays for the chance to win twenty five thousand dollars. what skills besides cooking and baking do these contestants need in order to come out on top Oh, engineering, architecture, <laughs> like that's really the most important. It is putting food, it's stacking food dramatically, mm-hmm. artfully, without it falling down. I mean, that's really it. It is building. It's construction. It's insane. And it's like, I've done two seasons. It's like they've upped the ante. I couldn't believe it was possible. I mean, you're looking at these seven foot tall sculptures made entirely. Like everything you see has to be edible too, which is mind-blowing and how they they blow the sugar into crystal clear wine bottles it's insane (laughs) and it's like here i am like "Mm, it's a little bit wavy you know (laughs) i'll eat it like i know the flavor profile but this year it's been even more fun because 
it's not just cake we're tasting. We're having tasting elements on each dish. So that'll be like a pedophore or a cookie or, you know, a even like a, a panna cotta, something like that, that we can grab off the display that's mm-hmm. integrated into the story that we can eat. And I mean, like, you know, Shinman and Shinman and Artie are amazing. Shinman is like the country's, you know, foremost authority on this level of cake de- decorating. Mm-hmm. She's unbelievable. Her She's an encyclopedia of sugar and <laughs> in, in sugar and buttercream and fondant, you know. I mean, that's and a then, good thing to be in an encyclopedia on, I guess. <laughs> oh, my God. Someone's got to do it. She's like the one for the job. And then Artie, of course, again, is just so eloquent and lovely and just mm-hmm. wonderful and just so in tune to her taste buds. And they like, you know, they have like, it's so funny. I'm, I feel like the new, the you know, the big dopey new guy still. I'm like, <laughs> they're like eating one bite and they're like, yes, it's a bit, you know, you know, Artie's like, it's little spongy. Little, I wish there was more salt and all this stuff. And meanwhile, like they look, they pan over to me and my like entire slice is gone. All six slices, you know, that we try. Like I eat everything. It's so much fun to eat on that show. Eating all day, the competition takes like seven hours. Oh wow! Plus the times before and after. I mean, so you're just it's like not like I'm like at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a multi cook show. You know, it's one cook at the end and then you try. So by the time it's cake tasting time, you're ready. Not that I didn't eat all day, but like you, I, I eat like I didn't eat all like, like I didn't eat all day. I take it down. I'm like licking the plate. Meanwhile, they're very professional and seasoned at this. They're like just two bites, Jeff. And I'm like. Lay off me. I'm starving. <laughs> and then I like eat Artie's cake or leftover, you know, pedophores. Like, you can eat that. I don't care. <laughs> what are some of the most unexpected tools or, or tricks that you saw this season by some of the contestants? Ooh, they do like this. Like, I'm like, I'm a lot of like the reindeer and stuff that for furry texture, they sit there and I'm telling you for hours. With little scissor, with scissors, they go snip, 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 pull, snip, 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 pulls. And it like makes it like almost like a teddy bear type texture. Wow. It's bananas, let alone the patience to sit there and like snip. <laughs> and then like, and then like to, you know, get super clear. It's very, it's like you have to get your, your isomalt at the perfect temperature and let it cool down super slow to make like a window paint. Like someone did a, a glass case for like a bakery case and it was like, glass it's like there was no bubbles in it no inclusions wow. no nothing and you like watch the patience that this takes while trying to be expeditious about it because the clock is ticking you mm-hmm. know it's wild man like these guys like it's amazing well like what these artists and bakers and pastry chefs really like how much like how hard it is for that like unbelievable like people think that you watch these shows and it's like over in an hour it is so the opposite. I mean, it is an intense amount of dedication and work. It's very, I respect them, man. It's crazy. No, and it's so much fun to watch. Obviously, you know, there's there's become so, so many of these holiday shows on the network because they're so wildly popular. What, what, what do you think about these shows are so like draw people in, you know, as much as they do? I think it's, you know, the payoff at the end, mm-hmm. you know, seeing how it all comes together in there's something about cake and sweets in general that I think scratches a different itch than the savory. Mm -hmm. And there's the nostalgia of the holiday, whether it's, you know, an Easter or a a Halloween or a, you know, we all have like, Oh, that character, that cake looks like that bunny I grew up with or that one old timey, you know, Christmas movie Mm -hmm. or something like there's that nostalgia involved in that. You really can't, replicate through like savory competition yeah, shows. Yeah, true. No, and I think it just, you know, it helps everybody get get in the spirit. People God, love this people time of love year. It. People love, you know, putting on the the Christmas music either before how, you know, before when do you put a Christmas music on? I guess there's some people that do it like before Halloween, after Halloween, after Thanksgiving. I'm an after Thanksgiving person, but I know some people just like to celebrate for for multiple months. I put it on Christmas Eve. Christmas like 9 a.m. <laughs> I shut it down. We're we're notorious. For, listen, we decorate the house. My wife does an awesome job making. She like she just does the tree. The tree is the thing. I got a light guy who does my lights now outside because he lines up the top of the house. I don't do ladders. Once I became a father, <laughs> Smart. I was like, yeah, I'm good with laddering. It's not my. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a ladderer. I, I can ladder, but I don't own one for that reason. You so don't even a light own one. guy. 
<laughs> What's that? You don't even own one at all. You're just. No, no, no. I, I mean, I barely have a step stool. <laughs> I don't even... And anytime I need to get like up there, I got a guy for that. You got a guy. So this guy does the lights. But then I'm going to be honest. This is another exclusive. We've been known to take down our Christmas decorations on Christmas Day. Really? Box them up right in the basement. When do the decorations go up? If they come down okay. on Christmas Day, when are, when are they up? And, and We're super early. So that's the thing. Okay. Like we are mid-November. Okay. We, wow. de- we always have our decorations up for Thanksgiving. Mm. Because okay. we host it and it's warm and it's cozy and it's sparkly and sprinkly and all that stuff. There's, you know, that's why we're like when it's when Christmas Eve is over again. <laughs> I mean, we plan a menu for six months, not this time. So maybe maybe we'll leave it up a couple more days, you know, or get do it when we come back from the vacay. But because we never left on Christmas Day before. Like, yeah. this is the first time I've ever gone on vacation, like on the day. Usually it's a couple days after. Very nervous. (laughs) But it's like I heard it's a pro move because not a lot of people are traveling on the day. Yeah. I mean, this might be the, the, you know, this might be the move in the future. But well, so I don't know if we're going to do it. I mean, I can't. Maybe I'll put away the tree. When is my family's up over, the whole time? The, like, is it, how like, is it what? not dead by like, wow, it's fake as heck. Oh, Come on, fake. Jamie, what do I look like? <laughs> you're, not, you're like, no, I don't no do real. ladders. I don't do real trees. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I think people ask like, when are you going to, since you are traveling on Christmas day and you usually take down your decorations, when are you going to take down the tree? This year I said in between the second and third course, <laughs> I get that box out, be taking it. I'll be shaking the, shaking the ornaments off. Oh man. Oh, Bahama. my mom will be like ordering up coffee and things. I'll be wrapping things in duct tape <laughs> and newspaper. <laughs> well, I can't wait to catch up in another two years and, and see how, how this all played out. And, and, and if you are going to do that again for another oh, Christmas yeah, or we'll holiday. It's been such a blast uh, catching up with you. We are going to finish things off with a little rapid fire round. And then we have our final question. I don't remember what you said it last time. So we'll see if we'll see if we have any savvy listeners that can dissect and let us know if it's how different it is from the first time being repetitious yeah (laughs) no one will remember by the way all right Uh, rapid fire questions your mount rushmore of fellow chefs Ooh, this is a hard one mount rushmore of fellow chefs so you got four i'm gonna say jeffrey alex Sonny and Katie. Oh, Deal with look that, at you. Political. Oh, political. Tomorrow, 2024. <laughs> I mean, you kind of had to. So mm-hmm. um, if you were not a chef and TV host, you would be what? I would be a cast member on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I that love was, that. you know. That was a, a very long standing dream. There's still time. There's still time. Yeah. There's I could at least hopefully get my career up to a point where you could be like a or host. I could be a host. Yeah, yeah a guest host. Okay. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. I'm working up to it. I don't All right. stop. Well, Jamie. you'll have to give us the exclusive when when of the announcement comes. Naturally. Uh, <laughs> obviously, this is where you break all of your news. Movie that never gets old. Mm, Big Lebowski. <laughs> I've seen it. I've watched that movie more than anything. Okay. And there's, you know, it's so nuanced and and detailed mm-hmm. that no matter how many a hundred times I've seen it, there's always something new that you kind of presents itself. It's like right. the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> Catalog never gets old for me. No, that's a good one for sure. Food trend that is actually worth the hype. You know, I'll tell you, I did it the other day because I got one of those kind of nonstick little, you put the raclette on and mm-hmm. then you heat it up on the stove. Yeah. I like it. It's really fun. I think it's fun to slide melted cheese onto something, I think without compromising the rest of the dish, the sandwich, the bread, whatever, like by broiling or putting it under salamander, get the same effect. Mm-hmm. You're heating what you're putting it on. You know, there's something about like getting a burger perfect and the bun perfect and then sliding the cheese on there and it's melty and doing it's, its so job. fun. Yeah. And it's fun to do. It is. I mean, in like volume, it's not easy. No, but. But man, I had the ham with it and I got a fresh baguette the other day. And I wrap the baguette in the in, in foil, brush some butter on the baguette and just toast it just a little bit. I'm like a 350 degree oven. I got like a bucket of Dijon, opened it up. I did the, I got some nice shaved French ham, mm. Parisian ham. And I put it on the warm bread with the, just a, you know, again, just a six, nine tablespoons of Dijon. <laughs> and then I did the raclette on the stove with the little contraption, mm-hmm. slid it on. My own. Ugh, so fun. Can't even. It's just like so satisfying. Yeah, that too. works. And I like people like watching it. That's a long <laughs> that was, that's that, is this rapid fire? Because I, mean, I keep we, talking. We call all day. them rapid fire. We should just like we should probably just call them like 
fun questions or something. There you random go. Fun questions. questions. Yeah. yeah, run that through the producers. I'm sure they're going to love that idea. <laughs> fun. fun questions. Fun questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you had to get up in front of a crowd and talk for 30 minutes straight with no prep, what could you talk about? What do you just give me one word and I'll expound <laughs> on it. I know. That's been my that's, that's been my superpowers since I was six years old. Exhibit not A. Shutting up. Exhibit A, this podcast. Interview. Exactly. <laughs> and, and the <laughs> other give me one. Give a microphone. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I can. You know, I'm a master of none. You know, I know a lot about a lot of things, a little about a lot of things. So whatever. I would love to talk about for 30 minutes. And I knew like the people would be interested mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be just self-serving, which is most, you know, <laughs> I guess 30 minute conversation. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Maybe music. OK, I can see that. Yeah. You know, or like entertaining people mm-hmm. isn't that like thir- like i'm gonna entertain you for 30 minutes on how to enter not even how to entertain but like my perspective of what w- my level of show business is i don't know <laughs> so i care about it. i love being it like i love being an entertainer you know people ask me what i am yeah i'm a a chef a comic a music all this stuff but you know what? i'm in show business <laughs> it's an old school term and i make shows and it's my business and i have a lot of different angles that I, I I love being a part of. And, you know, the more, I guess, varied I can be, the, hopefully, the longer my career will be. <laughs> Amen to that. All right. So our final question is, what would be on the menu for your perfect food day? So we want you to take us through breakfast, okay, lunch, dinner, Waking up. and dessert. <clears throat> yeah. Waking up, nice cup of coffee, okay. strong coffee with half and half in it. All right. None of this East Coast milk stuff that you guys like to pawn off is half and half. I'm talking about boom. You want maybe even like three quarter, three quarters, whatever that is. (laughs) They made it. I want it. Three quarter, three quarters. Okay. Thick. Boom. Coffee. Right. Maybe a little biscuit. Something like it just to take the edge off Mm -hmm. in the morning. Then I'm not a big breakfast guy, but when I breakfast, I love a nice extra crispy corned beef hash. Can even be from the can. Mm -hmm. Don't even care. Extra crispy. Two eggs over easy on top, crispy hash browns, three street, three strips of crispy bacon. Okay. Okay. And then maybe some like an English muffin, nice and dark. All right. With like a lot of a lot of salted butter on there. Lunch, sandwich time. Of course. Okay. So it's like, what route do I want to go? I think in a perfect world, I'd be at like Katz's or Langer's mm-hmm. having a pan cut, thick cut pastrami mm-hmm. on rye with extra crispy fries in a in a diet pop. Some creamy slaw, boom, right? Swelling up, right? Can you <laughs> smell the swell? Mm-hmm. Swelling up as the day goes on. Then a little intermezzo. Of course. In between, I'll probably go get like an Italian beef sandwich mm. with sweet and hot peppers on it. Maybe even a combo with the sausage in there. Nice and juicy, boom, eat it. Because it's, you know, you dip it in the gray. It's, it's easy to eat. It's like, a, it is like sorbet. That's why we're having it in between. Of course. It's intermezzo. It's like a palate cleanser. <laughs> and then pepperoni pizza. What with a style? Nice, I would do, in a perfect world, I would do, you know, it's all about that pizza you grew up love eating. You know, you, you, you grew up eating is what you love the most. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like extra crispy, thin crust tavern style, cut yeah. into squares where it's like the cheese is up to the edge. And it's caramelized around there. And it's like the grease pools into the pepperoni. And there's some underoni under the cheese, Ooh. which is a very Chicago thing to do. A lot of these tavern places throw an extra layer of underoni in there. Underoni. And they cut it into squares and you have a triangle and then an edge and then a middle. Mm-hmm. And then you have some salad and a nice, a nice salad with vinaigrette and plenty of real funky blue cheese mm. and like thick, thick anchovies. Like... <laughs> like you know, it's like a porpoise. It's so thick. You're like, is this porpoise meat? Thick. And I'm eating that. I'm eating the pepperoni pizza and I'm having a thing. And then maybe some like, you know, wings on the side. Okay. Just for And then measure. dessert, yeah, Jamie. Dessert. Obviously, I'm going to have warm, my wife's warm, uh, chocolate pecan sea salt cookies. Mm, okay. Like underbaked out of the oven. Yeah. Plopped into a, a shallow bowl. With two scoops of vanilla ice cream on it and some whipped cream and crushed salted peanuts. Yeah, that sounds, I mean, it sounds absolutely perfect. It sounds very Jeff Morrow. <laughs> and then, oh, we're when not like done. everybody kind of goes to bed yep. and I'm like, oh, so watch the TV. You got the pizza. You got the It's been sitting pizza. in room temperature yep. on the stove. Mm. So I go and I open the box and I take a, a couple more shots <laughs> and I go to bed and I wake up and I sit there and you know, like those big, 
the construction site igloo water containers. <laughs> yeah. I was like, gloop, 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 gloop. And I wake up and I feel great. Do it all over again. I love it. Where, by the way, where is your go-to place for tavern pizza in Chicago? Because that is definitely on my list for the next time I go there. So this is a selfish question, to be honest. No, great. I, I, there's, there's, there's so many great ones. I, my favorite right now is... Southside, Vic, Vito and Nick's. Okay, I've heard of on that Pulaski. One. It's very famous. Mm-hmm. It's a great owner. We love them. You go there and it's like so, pay, it's like the thinnest of the thin. You can eat a whole one. Just like, it's like oxygen. Mm-hmm. Just goes in and out. Our neighborhood, we have a place called Jimmy's Place, which does the best. You get sausage and pepperoni. Well done. Medium. It is like life-changing. Great cheese. They use big house-made chunks of sausage wow. in there. And you get a meatball salad on the side. Talk about oh, indulgent. It's like cold meatballs that are fried that like are in the salad is your protein. It's so good. <laughs> sounds, um, sounds perfect. I know, right? <laughs> well, I'll have to put that on the list for sure. I grew up in Montana and we had, I, I think similar to, I mean, it's very similar to tavern style, but I haven't had tavern style in Chicago to compare properly. So definitely. What's Montana style pizza? I, well, like? I don't know if it was even Montana style or if it was just this specific establishment in my hometown. But I still have to have it every time I go back. What's it called? It's called Howard's. Howard's. What does it look like? Is it good? I mean, yeah. what do you love about it? No, it's good. I mean, I love that. It, like all the things that you mentioned, it's just like super, like cracker thin. And, you know, you you have like the little pieces and you just you can eat. And they cut into squares there. Yeah, too? they cut them into the little squares. Yeah, it's the, it's, yeah, yeah. It is the most dynamic way to eat a pizza. <laughs> you don't get bored. There's something you feel for like everybody. you're not eating as much because, you know, you're just eating these little squares. So. That's how I fool myself. (laughs) Well, I could talk to you about food and pizza all day long, but we will let you go. But best of luck with the holiday wars as it as it plays out on our TV screens. Oh, it's going to blow your minds. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. You can catch Jeff on the all new season of Holiday Wars premiering November 5th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Make sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a thing. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review. We love it when you do that. That's all for now. We'll catch you foodies next Friday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.